The Sunday school teacher had us form a circle and join hands, then invited us to pray short prayers to God out loud. Although I wasn't accustomed to praying aloud in a group, even at my young age, I had a regular conversations with God, so I thought I'd just speak out something informal and conversational, pretty typical for the way I often spoke with my Heavenly Father. To my surprise and somewhat embarrassment, the way I ended the prayer made the other kids in the class giggle. I'll tell you what happened coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. I'm Patrick Conley. Thank you so much for tuning in for an hour of on-air and online spiritual direction. Yeah, I don't remember all the things I prayed in that Sunday school class so many years ago, but the way I closed the prayer and the subsequent giggling that ensued has stuck with me to this day. It surprised me. It made me wonder what was so amusing about what I had said. Well, what did I say? I rounded off the prayer that morning with my usual words. I just said, and I'll talk to you again tonight. <laughs> now, looking back on it, I can now, of course, see the cute and perhaps heartwarming quality of such a childlike way of closing the prayer. And since then, thanks be to God, I've grown substantially in my prayer life. I've learned and prayed dozens of rote prayers. I've learned and used different techniques of prayer. I've set a pattern for my daily prayer. I've even taught others on prayer. And you know what? I resolutely stand by my innocent, intimate way of wrapping up my prayer that Sunday morning decades ago. Today on The Inner Life, we're talking about prayer, specifically about cultivating dispositions to grow in prayer. Because let's face it, the deeper we get in prayer, the richer it becomes. And the more we realize there are still greater depths of prayer to explore. Our spiritual director today is Sister Agnus Day, the postulant director for the Sisters of Life. Welcome back to the show, Sister. So glad you could join us. It's a joy to be with you, Patrick. Very good. Well, Sister, I, just to give you the floor here for the opening couple of minutes here, why don't you reflect with us a little bit? Just remind us all of the importance of prayer. Amen. Uh, happy to do so, Patrick. As a as a sister blessed to live a contemplative, active life, um, it's like it cannot be overemphasized, um, and not just for a sister, but for everyone. Um, I think I love going to the catechism in 2014, um, and basically what you find there is this acknowledgement that God calls all of us to intimate union with Him. Um, and I love that because I think, uh, you know, depending on our state of life or, or whatever, wherever we're living, uh, we can think, you know, it's more for the priests and the nuns or less for me. But actually, like God the Father says, uh, I love you. I want to live close to you. I want you to live really in my heart. Um, and through our baptism, uh, God does dwell within us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have these living waters that are just waiting for us to pull back into them, to repose in them, to tap into them uh, towards living our best, fullest life. Um, and I would say and I would pitch uh, that a life of prayer um, ultimately gives us um, 
the greatest gifts that there are to have in life, right? Like intimacy with God, but also knowing who we are. You know, uh, God uh, made us. He knows us, and He wants to show us who we are in truth. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, it's a kind of a funny example, but it's like <laughs> thinking about a Happy Meal, like um, a life without <laughs> prayer is kind of like open up your Happy Meal and like there's no hamburger. Like, yeah, like you got your your toy and you can play with it a little bit. Life is a little fun and the French fries are good, but like you're you're actually missing the heart of, of what makes life good and what makes a Happy Meal good. Um, so... Uh, yeah, a short little sound bite, but it's for it's for all of us, Patrick. And I love it. I gotta wait. say, sister, that's the first time I have ever heard <laughs> a life of prayer likened to a happy meal. But uh, I, it makes perfect sense, and you know what? It'll stick with me, and I'm sure with many of our listeners as they go forward. There you go. There's something you can talk about. Hey, guess what I heard on the radio today? That prayer that's is it. like a happy meal. It's, it's lunchtime too, so you know that's we're getting right. we're getting close. Yeah, that's right. That's very good. Well, sister, we want to spend the entirety of the show in helping others increase and grow in prayer. And I was just wondering, as postulant director, yeah, uh, how how do you work with postulants <laughs> to uh, help them yeah. to grow deeper in prayer? Absolutely. Um, it's it's actually one of the most joyful parts of of inviting them into the life. And I would say as a postulants, and for those who might be more or less aware, these are women who, it's the first step into religious life. So they're kind of uh, leaping out of the world and into religious life, and uh, they're, they're in the lived context of religious life. And for us, we pray about four and a half hours a day, um, which might sound like a lot, um, but it's, um, and it is an adjustment, right? And again, all these postulants, um, those women entering, they're here and they've come because God has led them. And so they have a foundation um, of a prayer life. And yet, yes, as you're saying, Patrick, it's like uh, we kind of turn up the volume a little bit Um, (laughs) as far as religious life is is a a deep, steep. um, I I don't know why food is really appealing to me. It must be because it's getting close to lunch, but (laughs) it is. It's like getting that tea bag into the hot water, um, into that divine furnace of love. And um, and I would say one of the, the first things that I invite them into um, are different dispositions that help them to step into that relationship more deeply, step into that conversation with God, and that the reality, and really tap into the reality that, like, prayer, when we step into prayer, it's like stepping into, a, like, a flowing river. Actually, like, God is there, and He's waiting to speak, and He's waiting there with His love. So it's like... We don't have to fear that no one's going to be picking up on the other end. Like, the stream is running, um, and we just have to have the courage to step into it. But I would say the four things, four dispositions and three virtues, and we can break them open if it's helpful. Um, Dispositions are stillness, silence, solitude, and slowing down. And the virtues are faith, hope, and love. So I'm I'm ready to dive in on any of All those right. friends. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Our spiritual director today, Sister Anya's Day, postulant director for the Sisters of Life. And we're talking about growing in prayer. Yeah. How do you prepare for prayer? How what are the ways that you cultivate or peace in your own heart? How have you seen your prayer life grow or perhaps diminish? And maybe one of the questions that would be most on your mind as our listeners today is 
I have this difficulty. I have this problem. I'm facing this obstacle in prayer. Well, give us a call. Ask your question. Tell us how you are growing in prayer. 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149 is a phone number to call. Or send us an email at inter- at relevantradio.com. Feel free to interject. We'd love to hear from you as we break down some of these dispositions that Sister just gave us. All right, Sister, let's start at the top. You started with stillness. Yeah. What do you mean by stillness? Yeah. Um, Stillness is like something that's hard to find in the world today, right? Mm. We're constantly moving at like uh, breakneck speed. I was actually talking to a surfer yesterday who surfs um, just off the waters here in New York, and he said um, that actually, like, it's so funny to hang out with surfers from New York because he's like, they're not more chill and more relaxed. They're actually just New Yorkers on a surfboard, and like, <laughs> they're they're like trying to like rush into the waves. And and maybe this is just an East Coast thing. Um, I'm I'm living in the Bronx, but I actually think it's a, it's a worldwide thing. Um, I think we're moving um, at the pace of the instant, and so it can be really hard actually to to find stillness. Um, and to actually believe that it's possible. And so stillness really is, it's like tapping into the reality that I am, I be. Um, it, it, gives, it gives you permission to simply rest in that reality, which in and of itself is incredible. Just being, when we tap into that, man, it's like being means God is sharing his life with me right now. Um, and it does. It's like it opens me up to a new world, and that is this world that we're seeking to tap into, the world of grace, the world of love. Um, but it requires, and I, I ask for the grace every day, like this grace of stillness, this grace of interior quiet, this grace of calm, of like pulling back from the workaday world, pulling back from the pressures and fears. Like it's kind of like the inner room of the heart, and it's like the interior recliner, so to speak, of the heart. And uh, pulling back into that space, uh, because God is waiting for you right there. But it, it takes um, discipline, and it takes actually asking, um, because great God is so eager to move us into the heart of our hearts where he's speaking. Uh, so stillness is, is so important. Um, and, and how is it found? It's like you've got to go to the right place to find it, I think. So you've got to you know, kind of carve out a space in your day. You've got to carve out a space to pray, whether that's in your house or a church um, that's quiet, uh, that there's not a thousand things moving around you. It means turning off your phone, um, leaving it in the car, uh, uh, you know, when you go into a church to pray. Um, It means, yeah, removing external distractions so that you can be present to a God who is loving you intensely in the present moment. Yeah, and one of the things that strikes me as you're speaking there, sister, is that, uh, you know, it. I think even a temptation for many faithful Catholics, many those who have a, a well-seasoned prayer life and everything, um, there is there is this temptation towards thinking that we gain our value and dignity from what we produce, you know, mm-hmm. and what we do, what we're able to accomplish, because there's a lot of that in, in our society today. That seems to be prevalent wherever we go. You know, what are you making of yourself? What are you producing? Um, what good are you doing in the world? And it seems to me like this stillness is kind of a remedy to that, to remind ourselves that we are gods, and that's Amen. where our value, our dignity comes from. Amen, Patrick. That's, it, we can't say it enough. We can't say it enough. Um, and even, too, that conversely, 
what St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Um, right. And it is, it's like, it's never going to, what we produce, it's not going to be enough. Um, what we, what we can achieve, it's not going to be enough. Um, the enough is, is being in that life that sustains us and that loves us and that holds us. And that is what you're saying. It's like, it draws us back from the temptation um, to go about life trying to, yeah, to prove it, right. To prove our worth. It's actually, that's a given. We're worthy. Uh, we're loved. Uh, we're valued. Um, and actually, to think, I, I would encourage. I love thinking about this. Some of those precious moments in my own life were those of of stillness, of, of simply being with another, right? Like with Grandma uh, when when she was in the last uh, days of her life, or with with someone that you love, just sitting on a park bench, just being together. Um, those moments like fill our hearts uh, like nothing else, right? Um, so no, I, 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 I think it's so true and a very easy, an easy thing to fall into, uh, in the, yeah. in the time and culture that we're living in. Yeah. Well, the value of stillness, that's so very good and so very important as one of the first disposition to grow in prayer. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking today about on the show is how do we grow in prayer? How do we become more intimate with the Lord? How do we see the, the Lord really taking up deeper and deeper residence in our own lives as we invite, as invite him more and more into our lives. Perhaps you have some difficulties in doing this. Perhaps you have some difficulties in stillness. Or perhaps you've found a way that uh, you've carved out that time and space, as Sister was just saying, for stillness in your life. Give us a call. Encourage and inspire one another. 888 Let's go and take a phone call now, Sister. We've got Jordan who's calling in from Wisconsin. Jordan, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello to you. Um, Hello. I guess, in a nutshell, um, prayer has been very difficult for me my almost 50 years of existence because I suffer from a clinical and spiritual illness known as scrupulosity. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, it's OCD combined with faith. And um, intrusive, compulsive, compulsive thoughts mm-hmm. um, are a big pr- part of that as I speak, as I, as I pray all of a sudden out of the blue, just intrusive, uncontrollable, out of the blue, sacrilegious thoughts, things like that will bombard me and obviously interrupt things and make me just want to throw my hands up and quit. Uh, I've matured enough in my faith walk to realize that the dark one can also use this disorder to his benefits, Mm -hmm. um, and exacerbate things greatly. So, um, in a long story short, I have a dear friend of mine who's also a bishop, but I think more importantly in this case, he's a friend, a very a holy friend. And he introduced to me the world of the short four-word prayers, hitherto known as the ejaculatory prayers, mm-hmm. that I can just burp out here and there throughout the day, um, probably the most powerful of which is, God, I desire you. Um, my Jesus mercy is another nice one or my God and my all. The last two I mentioned are also indulgences. However, um, to, so to simply utter out a short prayer like that throughout the day, instead of trying to get through a whole rosary while I'm just playing defense against uncontrollable thoughts has improved things greatly for me. That's beautiful. Wow, Jordan, we, we to to persevere and, to to encounter God actually amidst and and precisely within um, um, all that you 
are and have and, and carry. Um, and I think you speak to an important thing, Jordan, actually, is is adapting um, to our reality and knowing that God is going to want to be breaking into our hearts and into our lives um, precisely in those places, um, you know, those things that we struggle with. Or, as you're saying, scrupulosity, it can be a, a very real thing and a, and a great battle that um, that God can, that is, yeah, that, that I think is a reality for many. And I don't know if you know of Rhonda Ortiz. Um, I know her articles, and she has a really a beautiful blog, because um, she herself struggles with uh, scrupulosity. And she she sends out regular reflections and meditations and um, kind of building a whole community of those of how to sanctify their life um, uh, within that struggle. And actually, the gifts that can come within that, the struggles, the the, the, the challenges, um, but, but finding a way in and through those. Um, so I don't know if that's a helpful name for you and for those listening. Uh, Rhonda Ortiz, I know, has been a... Um, uh, a real prophet and witness, actually, uh, to others who struggle with scrupulosity and in, in finding and developing a life of prayer and holiness uh, within that. Yeah, thank you for the call, Jordan. And our producer, Nick, will link uh, Rhonda Ortiz's blog in our show notes as well, so you can find it there. So great uh, great question. Great, actually, I love the the idea of what you said, sister, that God is always wanting to meet us, and we have to we have to understand where we are and where we're coming from. It might be a little overly ambitious to jump in and say, well, I'm going to pray a 15-decade rosary every day Mm -hmm. um, if we're just starting out, you know, something like that. But Mm -hmm. uh, yet these little short prayers that Jordan was talking about may be a great way to grow in the habit of prayer um, and maybe remind us that God is always there uh, keeping us throughout the day. We're talking about growing in prayer today here on The Inner Life. If you have ways that have helped you to grow in prayer, or if you have questions about how to grow in your current situation of prayer, maybe there's struggles, maybe there are things um, that are that are seeming to block you in your growth in prayer, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Let's uh, take one more phone call before we have to take a break here. Jorge is crawling in from Santa Cruz, California. Jorge, welcome. Good morning. Uh, hi, sister. Hi. Um, daily prayers in my life. I do all the, you know, sorcery chaplets with my kids. Um, I pray to a lot of saints. I do novenas and things like that. At times I'm really busy um, and I get to the nighttime and I feel like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do all my two to three hour prayers uh, <laughs> for all of my saints and that. But I also love uh, when I was kind of away from, from the church a long time ago, I, I would just sit kind of like they do in the another uh, forms of faith, which is quiet, you know, maybe meditation. And But I, cause I, get, I get this sense of uh, guilt at night if I don't do my rosary, my things. So we're told by it's good to pray the rosary and all those things. So I get, I don't want to get into this guilt mode. Mm. And I know a lot of my friends tell me the same thing, that they're, oh my God, I've got to do it. I didn't do that. And if we don't do it, we're bad people. <laughs> mm. So at what point does, does I just went to Mass and they, had, uh, they exposed Jesus, and I was just so peaceful as well. At what point, you know, it's not that one replaces the other, but when can we say, I'm going to pray the rosary every day, of course, if I can. But if I cannot, then I'm just going to sit and do, you know, I do the, I do the Jesus prayer a lot, like, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, sinner. Yeah. Uh, and that's very helpful. But I, I like what you're, you know, the, the topic of today seems like, when can we just say, I'm, today I'm going to be just in quiet mode, feeling the presence of God or doing things for God and, um, and things like that. That's my question. 
Amen. Wow. Jorge, that's a, it's a great question, and actually it's just so beautiful to hear um, the effort that you're making, uh, that you're seeking God, um, and how much that honors the Lord. And I think, yes, I think even religious, you know, uh, as, the, as our days are full, um, I think whatever state in life you're in, you can always feel at the end of the day that, uh, um, you, you know, whether you've missed a prayer or two or uh, you wish you would have gotten more in, um, and I would say uh, to that, it's like, but you're also talking about this dynamic of uh, not living in, in chronic guilt um, or not living um, kind of uh, punished by that or making ourselves vulnerable to, to the enemy, you know, who might uh, try to discourage us through that. And what I would say it's, um, um, is to, in a sense, when you, when you go to bed and whatever the day has held, um, to offer uh, just one simple heartfelt prayer, right? Like if, if you're so tired and you know you need to rest to be able to work well the next day and live in charity uh, with those at work and with your family, um, simply offer one simple heartfelt prayer, like into your hands, Father, I commend my spirit, or one heartfelt, our Father, and, and, and turn it over to the Lord. Turn it all over, um, the prayers you've been able to pray and not been able to pray. And then when you wake up the next morning, um, I love this prayer. Um, now I begin. Now I, this is um, Blessed Lantieri. I think he's a blessed um, and uh, helped to found the, the OMVs, which is a religious community. Um, now I begin. And in, in a sense, claiming that God is with you in the present moment. Uh, he's not measuring you by the prayers that you say and don't pray. Um, he is simply loving you and seeking you at all times, and uh, to trust in that, to, to trust as a, as a child would, right? Like, uh, to run to the Father uh, and just bring Him your whole self and, uh, and allow Him to receive you in that. Because um, uh, I think He loves, in a sense, um, our, our failings and our misery as much as uh, our good deeds and our prayers. He's so honored uh, that we would come to Him as children. And, and so I would say, whatever the day is held, turn it over and then begin again and begin anew in God's mercies and love. Love it. Thank you, sister, for that advice. Jorge, thank you for the call and the question. I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure you're not alone in, in that. And so I am grateful that you called in and asked the question. If you have a question about how to grow in prayer, uh, chances are you're not the only one, like Jorge, who has that question. So give us a call and ask your question. 888-914-9149 is our phone number, or send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We do need to take a short break, but we're going to be back with more on prayer and growing in prayer right after this. Today, we'd like to thank Pamela, who is listening in Wisconsin, for donating her 2013 Cadillac Escalade. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting RelevantRadio.com car. That's RelevantRadio.com car. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio, RelevantRadio.com, and the Relevant Radio app. Thanks for listening today as we're talking about growing in prayer. How are you in your prayer life? You need a little advice along the way? That's why our spiritual director, Sister Anya's Day, is with us today to help you out in your life of prayer. Give us a call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at RelevantRadio.com. And yeah, we did actually have an email come in uh, from Katrina who is saying um, 
Excuse me. Nope. I, I'm on the wrong one there. Kathleen, that's what I meant. Um, so she was so happy to hear that someone else suffers from not being able to pray. Well, Kathleen, I, I am sure that uh, you are not alone on that. She says she wants to pray so much and always thought prayer should be long, but I get so terribly distracted. Now I know a short prayer is as meaningful as long prayers. Thank you. Well, it's kind of like keeping the conversation going, right? I mean, that's a Keeping the wheels moving. Well, sister, I wanted to get back to the dispositions because I want to give you a, um, at least some time to talk about each one of them. We started with stillness, which I love it that you described it as the interior recliner. Yeah, <laughs> that's going on. All right, so I'm in my interior recliner. Next up is I'm I'm not I'm not listening to things. I'm <laughs> uh, seeking is. out silence. Now we're not you know silence on radio is bad, but silence in the <laughs> spiritual life is good, right? <laughs> Yeah, silence on radio is probably awkward, huh? But, um, <laughs> it but can it, be, yes. It could be. Um, but yeah, in t- when it comes to prayer, this is like, yeah, this is where the money's at. Um, and I think silence, though, it can be a little scary. And I know this is this is real for, you know, whether it's the postulant centering into the life here, or again, I think uh, as we walk with people in our retreat ministry, it's like, what? You're, like, seriously? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, talk on my phone or answer my phone or look at my phone. I'm just going to enter into silence. Um, and then they come off retreat and they're like, oh my gosh, that was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, God actually talks. He actually talks. Um, and this is it. Like, in silence, we're not moving into an absence or a void, but we're, we're moving into a presence and welcoming a presence. Uh, and it is, it's like a space ultimately that we can listen with our third ear, which is the heart. Uh, and really, you know, tap into the heart of the Trinity. Uh, in a sense, listen, listen. In a sense, I think a lot of times people are like, gosh, what is God calling me to? I don't know what the next step is. Uh, and we're like bumping around walls asking that question, but actually it's like, you know, like pull back into that interior recliner, uh, pull back from the pressures and fears, pull back actually from the questions and simply lift your heart to God. Find that space of silence and receive, listen. Um, and uh, he will speak. And this is it. Even if maybe you're like, you're, you're getting quiet and you're in the silence and you're like, it's like crickets again, like this feels awkward, Jesus. Tell him that. Be like, you know, Jesus, I... I don't understand what you're putting down. Like, I don't, I can't hear you. Like, you're going to have to speak to me in another, another way. He loves that. And actually what's happening there is you're developing the conversation and, and the dialogue. Um, he's there. And again, that's prayer. There's a, there's kind of a, the prerequisite is entering in with faith, you know, that there's someone there that, uh, to talk to and who, who wants to speak uh, to us. So it does. Uh, it's a beautiful space, and and actually, it can really bring us into the the calm, the quiet, the rest that our hearts long for. Um, yeah, you're hitting on something there, sister. That I try to instill in like my confirmation students when I'm talking to them about prayer. I would say the only the only bad prayer that I know of is a dishonest prayer. So I, I love that that you're just saying, yeah, be honest. I'm I'm not I'm not catching this. I'm not into this. I'm not hearing anything. Um, I think this is pointless. I think this is worthless. I have a thousand things going through my head about what I should be doing instead. Yeah, well, tell the Lord that then. Yeah, <laughs> tell right? him. Tell him. He, he actually he loves hearing it. He really does. He just wants to hear from us. Like right. he's, he's like crazy in love with us. And uh, so, yeah, don't be afraid to be like, I don't get it. Or actually, those are the best prayers, being humbly real. Like, 
life stinks. I am struggling. I don't know what I'm supposed to be about. I don't know how to deal with my coworker. I don't, again, like, God loves that. And, and he doesn't want to, like, address, like, the, the pious thought that we have. He wants to address the real stuff that we're carrying in our hearts, the real stuff that's, like, rocking our worlds or, or really burdening our lives. That's what he wants to break into. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, and silence is that gate. It's, it's really that catalyst to being able to, um, to hear, to listen. Uh, right. Yeah, God's right. Word. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's exactly. Um, silence does does actually move us in that direction, doesn't it? It puts us in a posture of listening, and uh, that's a wonderful wonderful discipline. It does take discipline again to find silence to make silence in our lives because it's a noisy world out there. I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to. We don't have to convince anybody of that. Let's go back to the phones now. Carol is calling in from Detroit, Michigan. Carol, welcome to the Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear your program because I have been struggling with prayer. Um, and just to witness to begin with, um, I fell, I went through Catholic schools, through college, studied philosophy, theology, um, and that really enriched my knowledge of my faith. But then I discovered Catholic Radio, EWTN, and it's been wonderful. And I just discovered you a few days ago. EWTN doesn't seem to be broadcasting in my area, but... My question is, um, I fell in love with God reading the Bible, and, um, and so I've read it. I'm in my 33rd trip from cover to cover because that's the time I spend with my beloved. Um, but when I go to church to adoration, I would like to hear from God. I'd like to receive something back, and that's what I'm struggling with. I'm a, kind of a high-activity person, so I pray early in the morning when nothing's on my mind, but as soon as I wake up, before I get out of bed, and I can concentrate well then. But when I'm in church, um, I just, as quiet as I try to make myself, after 15 minutes of it, I can't stand it anymore, and I have to start reading. Mm-hmm. So do you have any advice for me, sister? Oh, my gosh. Well, this is just, it's just so beautiful to hear. Um your heart is so open, and um, I can't imagine how delighted the Lord must be uh, just that you would be so generous with Him. Um, and again, what you're speaking of is is a thirst. And again, this is, I would say, praise God that you're thirsting. Um, and this is, I think, what brings us um, into and develops our lives of prayer is um, there's something more that we're seeking or that we desire, and the Lord can work powerfully through that. And I think you can trust uh, that because you have this thirst, God wants to honor it. Um, and I would ask, I don't know, um, have you heard of Lexio Divina? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have, have. Um, actually, actually, I have an old copy of it that was donated to our parish library. I haven't mm-hmm. started reading it, but um, yes, I do. Because I would, again, and this is uh, just a thought, and um, uh, but uh, a beautiful way to pray isn't through the love that you have found for scripture and actually it's the coming together of those two worlds you're talking about adoration and that time of silence before god and the living word of god which in the early church they used to put the scriptures in with with the blessed sacrament you know that this is it's alive uh, and it sounds like you have tasted that and and been pierced by that reality but lexio is what allows and again forgive the example um, in the same way that a, a cow kind of like chews his cud and digests the grass, like um, it's a way of bringing 
whatever has touched your heart in the, in the living word and bringing it into and pondering that more and, and meditating on that and ultimately being lifted into um, to deeper encounter with God and contemplation all through the word of God. And actually, I think if you just Google like steps of Lexio Divina, it would walk you through um, the prayerful reading of Scripture and then how to, in a sense, quiet your heart and lift your heart and allow the, heart, the Holy Spirit to move your heart uh, in this uh, encounter in prayer. But it's a very particular way, actually, of, um, of praying with Scripture in a way that leads to that quiet, that rest in God. Uh, so that might be a, a, a fun place uh, to, 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 I don't know, hang out and, and learn more. Yeah, Carol, thank you for the phone call. And uh, it's great advice, sister. I can say for my own part, um, having I, similarly, I think, fallen in love with God through the scriptures and, and really uh, drawn close to him in that. Lexio Divina is such a beautiful way to pray. Now, I, I, I this is one area that I do need to grow in myself. But uh, when I do practice Lexio Divina, it really does help to not to just break the scriptures open so I understand them better, but it's more that I draw closer into relationship with God, with our Lord. And, and I can see that happening in and through these times when uh, this prayerful reading of the scriptures. So thank you, Carol, again for the call. We're talking today about growing in prayer here on The Inner Life with our spiritual director, Sister Anya Day, postulant director for the Sisters of Life. If you have a particular question about how to grow in prayer, if you have ways that have helped you to grow in prayer, well, give us a call and share them with us. 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. All right, sister, stillness, silence are the first two dispositions. The third is solitude. Can yeah. Tell us a little bit about solitude. Again, this can be a scary word, right? This means like we're alone in like Siberia or something. Um, <laughs> but, but I can't help but think of Superman now in the Fortress of Solitude, but I'm, I know oh, I'm dating right. myself okay. when I say that. Anyway, okay. yes, no, go ahead. No, actually, I was like, is that a new one? Because I actually am a big, I'm a big fan. I, I do. I think Superman is... He's, he's a he's a noble noble soul himself, um, but no solitude. Uh, again, this is distinct from being alone. It's not loneliness, which I think yes, I think we're suffering a lot of loneliness actually uh, uh, today. But this is different. Um, in solitude, we are alone with God. Uh, we are reserved and available for the one, uh, ultimately the one that we've been made for. Uh, that. Uh, the love that we've been made for. And so it actually, solitude draws us into the freedom for communion and attentive relationship. Um, and I would say even as, as sisters, we live very dynamic, rich lives of community, but we actually, every Friday, we have what we call a prayer day. And we basically all tuck in to uh, solitude, right? Like we live those days alone with God, and there are days of silence, of prayer, of extended hours of adoration. And again, um, this is a particular way of our life, but that everyone needs to carve out a space for solitude, a space to be alone with God, um, even if it's 10 minutes. Honestly, I dare you, two weeks, 10 minutes alone with God, it will radically, dramatically change your life. And I don't think you'll ever go back. Um, it doesn't have to be a whole day. You don't have to go to a, a monastery to do it. It's, mm. it's even, it's, it's just 
even even five minutes. I know, yeah, uh, moms, they can escape into the bathroom, right? And just, it's like wherever you have to go to do it, it's like take time to be alone with God, to lift your heart to Him. Therese said prayer is ultimately just a loving look of faith to the Father. Uh, and in that, everything starts to, to come into and focus and fall into place. So uh, that's a soundbite on solitude. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, I like it. And of course, yeah, Jesus withdrawing um, to pray himself. That's a, if, if, if solitude isn't something that we should be practicing, then why is our Lord doing it, right? <laughs> so right, right. Something that we see, right, right. Good to take prayer cues from Jesus himself, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard to argue with. But uh, yes, okay, so si- stillness, silence, and solitude. Let's go back to the phones now. Nelson is calling in from Miami. Nelson, welcome to The Inner Life. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I just wanted to uh, recommend a book that has helped me tremendously. It's called The Mindful Catholic by, I believe, it's Greg Botaro. And uh, he, uh, he has taught me how to uh, take control of my mind and because it is a part of our physiology. And uh, so to quiet the mind to be able to hear God. And that book has made me have leaps and bounds into the realm of quietness and being in the in the moment. That's awesome. Mm. This is I think you're talking about Dr. Greg Bataro, who's actually uh, he's a Catholic psychologist actually in our neighborhood, I think in Jersey, in New Jersey. Um, and you're leaning into something really important there, uh, Nelson. Yes, our our minds um, and that uh, they need to help us. They're a great it's a really important to to bring our minds with us as we seek that that quiet, that stillness, that silence. And um, that that sounds like a, a great book. I haven't read it myself, but uh, I know I know Greg, and he's uh, he's got a lot of really good, beautiful things to say, and and really loves the Lord. Uh, so thank you, Nelson. Yeah, thank you, Nelson. I appreciate that. Right, and and I'm. I'm going to order it myself as well. Great suggestion, and I look forward to it. It's uh, something, it sounds like, that can really help out in terms of growing in these dispositions of growing in prayer, which is we're talking about today on the show. Again, if you have a question about how to grow in prayer, perhaps you're you're struck with some kind of distraction or some kind of other obstacle that is preventing you from growing in prayer, give us a call. Ask our spiritual director, Sister Agnes Day, about how to how to deal with that. How do I address that? 888-914-9149. Got to take another short break, but we've got more to come right after this short message. You can support Relevant Radio in many ways. Joining a giving society, donating a vehicle you don't need anymore, and now donating a piece of land or other real estate. Donate now at relevantradio.com slash property. Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, who is producing the show for us today, and Thomas Engus, who is taking your phone calls as we're talking about growing in our life of prayer with our spiritual director, Sister Anya Day, the postulant director for the Sisters of Life. Sister has been laying out for us dispositions that help us pray, four dispositions. It started with stillness, then went on to silence, then we just mentioned solitude, and the fourth one, <laughs> I can only imagine, sister, what's coming here. But the fourth one is slowing down. Yeah. Okay, take us into that. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, and again, it's it's kind of self evident, uh, to be honest. <laughs> but it's um, 
I think it's just so important. And I think uh, if I was to just to, to be totally real, it's like I know for, even for myself living uh, a deep life of prayer, this is so key. Um, again, the pace of life can be at that, that it, it doesn't uh, cater to a conversation. Imagine like, yeah, just think about the difference of a conversation that you have sitting down with someone in a living room, comfortable, sipping on a cup of tea versus like you're walking out the door and you're like, hey, honey, bye. I hope this is great. Bye-bye. Like, again, it's a, it's a, a different quality, right? Um, so we have to slow everything down. And then once we've slowed down, we have to slow down again. Um, and this is our mind. This is our thoughts. These are even our, our, our emotional world, kind of pulling back to this interior recliner. Or if you prefer hammocks, uh, I, the, the hammock spirituality works too. Um, I'm a both and type person, sister. You're both and. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is, this, you're going to love this. Uh, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> um, it is. It's like, and this does. It takes a discipline. Um, it's kind of like training for anything like if if you want to be a good runner you've you've got to put the miles in if you want to be a good basketball player you've got to you got to shoot shoot hoops and you got to shoot from all over the floor um and it's like you're training in this case your whole being your mind your heart your soul uh and and these are the the things to be leaning into if you want to be able to hold a deep fruitful conversation with the lord you know one where Basically, you're allowing him to carve you out, uh, to make you a capacity for the torrent of his love. That he is, he's, listen, this is your guarantee. He is never, ever, ever, ever going to stop loving you, ever. Um, and all he wants is to be with you. So this is like the, actually, like the best way we can respond to that, to a God who is seeking us ceaselessly, endlessly, with a radical, total love. Um, that we would pull back and be still, that we would, you know, pull in and, and quiet ourselves, find silence, solitude, to be alone so we can be alone with Him. And then, yes, to slow down. So this is, it's key. Um, it's, it's really essential. Um, and it's worth it. I will tell you, you'll, you won't regret it. Uh, and as you, and it's, it's challenging initially. It's really challenging. Uh, but um, it's kind of like, uh, this is a funny story. We had um, a, a, the doorbell rang, and I live in the Bronx, and um, there were uh, two men at the door, and they had these large bags on their, on their backs, and they're like, they, they flashed their badges, and they're like, Sister, we're going to have to um, go up to your roof. And, and they were snipers, and <laughs> they, were, they were covering a, an event. I know it sounds crazy. I'm not going to get the details. But I did. I said... I was I was captivated. I'm like, sure, come on in. Do you guys need coffee or cookies or whatever? And um, so I went up with them to the roof of our convent, and you can actually see all of New York City skyline. And uh, they had a good view, and 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 uh, they were setting up their equipment, their huge guns. <laughs> and um, basically, this is actually a totally true story. And they were again, it was all safety, and they were just covering an event nearby uh, just to make sure that everyone was safe. And um, and I told him, I, I said, gosh, like, uh, I would love to hear about your training because you have to wait. You know, you have to, you have to just sit still for long periods of time and, and in a way that you're, you're keeping watch, basically. Um, and so I, I was fascinated because a lot of it came down to the commitment to just train themselves in a wakefulness, to train themselves in that stillness. They said on occasion their their instructor would come in like if they were looking 
uh, tired that he would just give him a swift kick in the belly, which I, uh, again, as a sister, I don't, I don't think that's what you want as you're developing a prayer life. But um, uh, what you would ask for is, Holy Spirit, uh, yeah, draw me, kick, kick me into uh, this wakefulness, this watchfulness, this attentiveness to the life of the Spirit. Um, and, this, and the snipers told me, he said, Sister, it's funny. He's like, it's the moment that we kind of, uh, that we doze off or we break attention, that, the, that something happens, uh, that yeah. the important thing happens. And um, so, but also on a human level, it's like when we're seeking a life of prayer to enter into the depths of the spiritual life, humanly we have to address ourselves. And I, and I learned that uh, from these, these good snipers, um, <laughs> that uh, it's, it's a matter of, of committing to, to also just the training of our faculties, mind, heart, spirit, emotions, thoughts, uh, and that's worth it. Uh, the payback is, is big. I love your analogy, Sister, and your stories. <laughs> it's it's so fantastic. It's great to have you on the program. Sister Agnes Day is our spiritual director. We're talking about growing in prayer. Let's go back to the phones now. Carrie calling in from San Francisco. Carrie, welcome to The Inner Life. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking my phone call. Sure. Uh, Carrie, I, uh, I am a stay-at-home, busy homeschooling mom, um, and I found that I'm able to get through everything I need to do just by carving out some time in the morning for myself um, with my Bible and just uh, prayer time. Um, I want to find out how I can help my teenagers to do the same thing, too, without actually saying, you need to sit down, you know, for 10 minutes. I've tried that as they were growing up, and they didn't seem very responsive to it at all. Mm-hmm. And even now, you know, through our just our few minutes of morning prayer and even praying the rosary, there's that you know, rolling of the eyes, the dragging of the feet, and um, <laughs> they don't seem to have any sort of relationship with God um, mm. that I can see. And it's hard for them to see me up in the morning because they're sleeping. But how can I help them to um, to want to have a relationship with God and spend that time with Him without me, you know, forcing it upon them? Thank you for your um, help. Amen. Wow, Carrie, it's a it's a beautiful question and. Uh, you sound like an awesome mom, um, and your children sound like uh, me when I was a teenager, and I'm grateful that my mom <laughs> prayed her rosary for me every day, and, uh, and yes, as you're doing, lived, lived a beautiful uh, and good life. I would say, um, at least from my own experience, when it comes to, to teenagers uh, tapping into the spiritual life and, and yeah, um, moving their hearts towards it, um, that I would really try to find perhaps, and maybe you already have, but um, some sort of youth event or retreat or um, a way that they can, with their peers, um, tap into the spiritual life, the life of God. And there's a lot of awesome programs uh, and a lot of awesome retreats out there. And I would say, I know for me that was so critical was... um, that they do, they need to own it, um, but they need to see it, and they also they need uh, that context of seeing their peers in that as well. And um, so I, I, I'll pray that uh, you can find, in a sense, a, a place that they might be able to encounter the living God, um, because as you're saying, it's um, it's something that their own hearts uh, have to open up to and uh, and to pray for that moment of grace, that encounter with them, uh, with God for them. Um, and I think um, God will find them. And I, I don't think there's anything more powerful than a mother's prayers, to be honest. Yeah. St. Monica, pray for us. Yeah. 
we'll see some see some fruit born there, I am sure, Carrie. So thank you for your question. And uh, yeah, hopefully there will be growth. I know you already have uh, very, very many listeners praying for you and your situation right now. So things will change. Let's see if we can squeeze in one more phone call. Darlene, only got a couple minutes left, but Darlene is calling in from New Jersey. Darlene, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I've been considering including the Liturgy of the Hours in addition to the rosaries that I say every day, but when I looked into it, it seems very um, time, time, uh, a lot of time commitment. Is, is it necessary to do that entire thing every day? <laughs> That's an awesome question. This is Darlene. Um, yeah. uh, you know, there's pieces and parts of it, and actually... Um, Tabbing into any piece or part is is a beautiful way to sanctify your day. So you don't have to do, there's, yes, there's many offices, morning prayer and midday prayer and uh, evening prayer and Compline. Um, I'd say start with one of them. Uh, you know, if you've got a good morning routine and you want to add in uh, 15 minutes or even, it doesn't even take that long if, if you're simply reciting, and that'll bring you know, three psalms into your heart. Um, and those were prayers that Jesus prayed. You're going to be entering into that prayer of Jesus to the Father. And actually the great prayer of the Church, it's an extension um, of the Mass. Uh, so certainly uh, any piece or part uh, is a beautiful way to to sanctify your day. And um, and then you can follow the Holy Spirit to, to bring that in or to, to lean into more as, as He leads you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great answer, sister. And uh, I can say from my own part, if it's helpful, Darlene, is that uh, my own prayer of the Liturgy Hours started out in exactly the same way as what you just said, sister. I just started with morning prayer. Then after a while, it just seemed like, oh, maybe I should add evening prayer, too. And then, you know, then it was soon it was night prayer. And yep, so it's it's building on itself. So wonderful, wonderful answer, wonderful response. And Darlene, just keep praying wherever you can pray. Yeah, very good. Sister, only about uh, uh, less than a minute now before we ask for you to pray for us, but uh, wondering if there's any particular saint or saints that you think of to invoke their help in growing in our prayer life. Absolutely. Um, I think there's two, and they make a great pair. Um, First is St. Agnes. Uh, She was a a virgin martyr early, early in the life of the Church, and um, I think she has a front row seat in heaven. And what St. Agnes brings to my heart is that to stay little, uh, to be a child before God, uh, to not overcomplicate it, uh, keep it simple. And, and actually, it's in that way that we draw closest. Um, we're talking to a Father who loves us, and, and to stay there um, and is, a, is, a, is a beautiful way to grow in your life of prayer. Conversely, um, St. John of the Cross, and he's actually one of the great masters in the in the spiritual life and uh he will bring you to the height and depth of of where faith can bring us into the interior life and and deep contemplative prayer so uh those are two of my dear friends saint agnes and saint john of the cross sister about 30 seconds for you to close us in prayer please if you would amen the father son holy spirit amen father we love you we thank you and we uh, entrust our hearts to you We ask that you draw us into the heart of your Son, Jesus, his mercies, uh, his love, his goodness. Blessed Mother, be a mother to us now and always. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister. If you missed any part of the program, Happy Meals, Tea, Recliners, Hammocks, and Snipers, go back and listen on our show page. Thank you for joining us tomorrow. Spiritual and religious, grace and peace.